Welcome to Sheesh Fit, a celebration of good health and an examination of holistic fitness. I'm your host, Ashish Thomas. Stretching is key to keeping the muscles healthy and preventing muscle tightness. If you don't do it, you put yourself at risk of injuring your joints and your muscles. This is something that we all know, and stretching is something that we're all somewhat familiar with. The common form of stretching, or at least the most common notion of what stretching is, is static stretching, which is today's topic. This is when you hold a position for an extended period of time, and it's useful for improving mobility and flexibility. Uh, Now, there are many types of static stretching. First of all, there's active stretching, which involves holding a stretch position with zero assistance. Passive stretching, on the other hand, is when you are assisted by another person or something like a towel to hold your position. There's also isometric stretching, which is when you contract your muscles. When it comes to non-static versions, one example is ballistic stretching which requires using bouncing or jerky movements to force a muscle beyond its normal range of motion. This is different from dynamic stretching, which involves controlled movement of a body part to the limits of its range of motion, not past its range of motion. Examples include arm swings and rotation of the torso. You can perform these movements in a ballistic fashion by making them more jerky and fast, but I would suggest performing dynamic stretching instead because ballistic can very easily lead to injury. Anyway, the focus today is not going to be on that. As I said, we're going to be looking into static stretching and how to implement that into our routine. The importance of static stretching is something that we all know, but it's not something that we may fully understand. Intuitively, it makes sense why it's important. We don't want our muscles tight and lengthening them for an extended period of time seems like a great way to keep them long and healthy. And although that's pretty much the case, looking into what's happening in the body can teach us a bit more about what we're actually accomplishing and changing. To understand what's actually going on, you kind of have to get a bit technical. So to get right into it, stretching involves the nervous system and the interaction between the brain and the muscle spindle fibers, which are a type of proprioceptors. Proprioceptors are sensory receptors that respond to the change in position of the body. Uh, Now to be clear, muscle spindle fibers detect how much and how fast a muscle has been stretched, or I should say, lengthened or shortened. These spindle fibers also send information up to the brain, which responds accordingly to the change in muscle position. This connection between the spindle fibers and the brain is crucial to stretching. The brain actually sends signals back to these spindle fibers and is constantly modulating to adjust the sensitivity of the spindle fibers. We're always modulating even if we don't realize it. When we put on our socks, we can feel the fabric on our skin, but shortly after, you barely notice it at all. That's because the brain has decided that the fabric isn't worth our attention. When we stretch, the nervous system and spindle fibers are working together to regulate our range of motion. If we perform a static stretching exercise and we get into more and more of a stretch position, the muscle spindles are communicating to the brain about what's happening. The brain at some point 
sends a signal back to stop any more lengthening from occurring. However, just as the brain trusts the fabric in our socks, it also gets accommodated to certain stretch positions and modulates the response of the spindle fibers. What we first thought was a deep stretch could get pretty comfortable and we'd be able to increase our range of motion. Now this improvement does not occur immediately. To improve flexibility, you need to stretch often, around 10 minutes a day for a few months. Just as we get muscle tightness over a period of months or years of improper habits, we must also consistently stretch out those muscles over a similar period of time to undo some of the issues that we may have created. When it comes to implementing a routine, there are a few different routes that you can take. Stretching can be done during any part of the day really, but you should add it where it can fit into your schedule. The three common time slots include after waking up, after a workout, or right before bed. Stretching right after waking up has the benefit of relieving any tension or pain from sleeping the night before. We are usually the stiffest in the morning, so stretching can increase blood flow and prepare your body for the rest of the day. Now on the other hand, stretching before bed relaxes your muscles and helps prevent you from waking up with more pain. So having a session before going to sleep can improve your sleep quality and also help you fall asleep faster due to the increased blood flow. Most of us though will probably include stretching before or after workouts, but I should probably make a pretty important point about that scheduling. Um, quite a bit of people make the mistake of integrating static stretching as a part of their warm-up. Now that's a problem because static stretching has actually been shown to be detrimental to workout performance. And there's little scientific evidence that suggests static stretching prior to an activity prevents activity-related injury or that it enhances athletic performance. But there is evidence that indicates static stretching of the prime movers prior to an event could negatively affect force production as well as strength and endurance. So instead of static stretching before the workout, um, static stretch after a workout and perform dynamic stretches before the workout. Doing it after the workout is great because static stretching works best if the muscles are warm and you don't have to worry about warming them up because you just finished your workout. So that was everything about scheduling. Now, when it comes to the stretches that you perform, you don't have to stress about stretching every single muscle. The important areas to focus on for the sake of mobility include your calves, hamstrings, hip flexors, um, as well as your quads. The hamstrings are an especially common issue for many people because, because a lot of people have tight hamstrings from sitting all day. Um, so that could be a focal part of the routine. For the upper body, working on the shoulders, lower back, and neck is a good idea since those areas are often weak and prone to injury or are already injured in some of us. So now I suppose I should go over some of the exercises that we can perform in our routine. Uh, the world's greatest stretch, which is the name of the stretch, not my opinion on the stretch, involves stretching the entire body. To perform this exercise, you start by stepping forward with one of your legs, let's say your right leg, and getting into a lunge position. As you go down, you place your left hand on the floor so that it's parallel to your right foot. 
and keep in mind the left knee should not be touching the floor. Then you move your right elbow next to your right foot so that your right forearm is perpendicular to your right foot and left hand. You rest your right forearm on the floor and you keep your hips squared so that you feel a stretch on both sides. And while doing that, you keep your back as flat as possible. Finally, you move your right hand towards the ceiling, twisting your torso towards the direction you're reaching. After you do that for a few reps, holding both the bottom position and the stretched up position for an extended period of time, you switch to the opposite side. Needless to say, this is a very good stretch and it would serve you to check out a video of it rather than listening to me babble about how to do it because I don't think that accomplished anything. But I'll keep it in just in case it helps someone. Now another stretch is the deep squat. Essentially with proper squat form, squat as deep as possible and place your arms next to your inner thighs to push out your legs and stretch your hip flexors. Holding this for 30 seconds is a great way to build mobility in the legs and can really help you with getting depth in your squats during weight training sessions. Now you could also use a towel for ankle elevation if you find that the balls of your feet rise off the floor after a certain depth. Just try to progressively overload over time by lowering the height of the towel or using something a little thinner that can greatly help in developing that ankle mobility. Another simple stretch that I find uh, very helpful is just sitting crisscross applesauce and pressing down on the legs to get some stretch. I like this stretch because it's very low intensity and it was one of the first things I did after getting injured to stretch out my very tight glutes. And to be honest, it really helped. It probably helped more than anything else I did during that time. For the hamstrings, you can do toe touches uh, but do so while in a standing position. And I say that because doing toe touches while standing is probably the best variation to get the most stretch in your hamstrings. Now when it comes to the upper body, we often neglect overhead movements on a day-to-day -day basis and that can cause a lot of imbalances. You can address this by lying prone on the floor and then moving your arms off the ground while they are fully extended above your head and holding that position for 30 to 60 seconds. This is much harder than it sounds, and you may need the assistance of an elevated platform. So just keep that in mind. The last stretch I wanna mention is, is just another toe touch, but a toe touch in a seated position, which gives greater stretch than muscles around the spine. In this case, you're flexing the spine. If you wanna extend the spine doing a Downward dog stretch can also really help. And I find that doing both of those stretches during a stretch workout is vital to getting the best lower back stretch. So you should try it out. But there are plenty of other exercises you can find online and many of them are far more fancy than the ones I mentioned. I just wanted to give out a few quick ones that you can integrate immediately and ones that you're already kind of familiar with most likely. However, there are many workouts that range from 10 to 30 minutes on YouTube that also help target certain problem areas. If you want to focus on hip mobility or lower back pain, there are certainly plenty of videos that focus just on that. But overall, that's today's episode. Static stretching is something I hadn't done much of before, but I got injured and am finding ways to expand my training and handle my weak points. 
And for the sake of longevity, I feel that this will be a vital part of my routine. My flexibility was not on par with my strength and my endurance. So now is a better time than ever to just fill that gap. It's certainly helping, I feel, and I think you should give it a shot if you haven't implemented it already.